Wednesday. Hope you guys are having a good week. Hope you guys are getting shit done. Any of the intentions that you set this week, if you didn't set any intentions, set them today and kill that shit. <laughs> Wonderful motivational <laughs> speech. That was just great. You know, you can book me at your local college. <laughs> I will do a community college tour. <laughs> I hope you guys... Not quite ready for, you know, Ivy League, but we'll get there. <coughs> speaking of motivational speaking. Speaking of Jamila's fucking cough. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm still coughing. <laughs> Week 47, still coughing. Um, not. You, sorry, I was going to say, that's not because she's smoking, by the way. No, it's not. In fact, Erica forbid me from smoking. Um, have you guys watched on Netflix the Tony Robinson experience or some shit? No. Oh my god. It's hilarious. I guess he's like a motivational oh, speaker. Oh, right, right, right. This girl was tell, like travels to see him speak, this girl I know. Is she crazy? She seems really level-headed. It took a long time to say that. She's Australian. <laughs> She's one of those Australian influencer girls. Okay, we need to watch her. She seems too. really very positive. He's... It's hilarious. I'm, I'm honestly like, who the fuck is going to see this guy? Really? It's like... What's your problem? It's your dad, isn't it? I know it's your dad. It's like, actually, I love my dad. Think a little harder. It's your dad. Is he black? No. Big, big, giant white man. Oh. But he's like telling everybody what their problem is. It's usually their dad. Like, he hates dads. It is the dad. (laughs) You might like him. Accurate. (laughs) But he's like a billionaire. He's like so fucking rich off this shit. Mm -hmm. Telling people about their life problems, their dad. Mm Mm-hmm. So basically, all that to say, I support you being a motivational speaker at community colleges. I, I think yeah. I'll be your assistant, and hopefully, you make a million. Right? There's a lot of. I feel like actually, community colleges are widely underlooked for that, and there's so many more of them. Like I could cake the fuck up. You could. <laughs> there's like certain like certain avenues, like motivational speaking, being a pastor. You know, like getting Look, people when they're low. I can be anything at this point because I was sending picture. I was sending screenshots to Jamila of all because we were trying to find like different specialists to come on and literally you can be a fucking specialist in anything you want because there was like a specialist in like sexual healing specialist in like like transitional I don't even know it was like some shit I never even heard of but I don't even know how you become a specialist in it like is there a chorus but some of the shit was really weird and I was like I could be a specialist in anything at this point yeah I what was one of the I sent you like I sent you a few of them some of them were so ridiculous I was like professional uh, parent progressive parent Scientology like it's just anything <laughs> which spiritualist yeah uh, that was astro- like- which spiritualist astrologist parental mom uh, <laughs> midwife d- doula 
uh, an astrology expert. It was like, yeah, it was like a movement energy spiritualist expert. Basically, make your own title and run with that shit. You know what? Loki, more power to them because I, I don't claim to be a specialist in anything. So they're obviously doing something right. And I'm, I'm a, you know what? We're Fuck podcast, we're podcast we are. engineer, photo shoot director, coordinated specialist. <laughs> Just made that up? No, I'm a semi, um, I'm a parenthood, um, open, I fuck up sometimes specialist. That's what I am. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> You're a what? You missed it. You missed the whole thing. Sorry. You'll, have to, you you'll, have to, you'll have to listen to my podcast to find out. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, today we have a guest, um, Jess Hooper, who um, was, we were connected through a mutual friend of ours, Zoila mm-hmm. Darden. Shout out to Zoila, who Zoila's always like connecting me to amazing women, connecting me to like amazing opportunities speaking to women, talking about parenthood. You know, she's a semi-new mom herself. She has a one-year-old. Um, who's so damn cute. Uh, <laughs> she's pretty much the bomb.com. Yeah, like, she's she's been... I'm so happy that I met her. Um, and so she connected me to you. So thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. And and yes, shout out to Sola for the, the introductions. And yeah, I'm excited to be here. Can you tell us about um, On the Fence? Yes. And anything else you have going on right now? So I'm doing a conversation series called On the Fence, and it's about just that, about being on the fence about big decisions, um, primarily motherhood, career, and relationships. Um, It's been coming up in my personal life a lot where I'll have friends who are like, okay, I don't want to be a mom. And I'm like, great. And I'm back to the conversation that we were having before. And But then they start asking me about, so like, so how did you afford preschool? And, you know, like, how are, you know, how did it impact your, your marriage? And I'm like, you got a lot of questions for somebody that don't want kids. <laughs> like, do, do you want to tell me something? And then usually it turns out like, okay, well, I'm saying I don't because I don't want kids with my current partner Mm, or I don't know if I'm going to be able to afford it and I'm like okay now we're getting somewhere because to just say you don't want kids I'm like which is great if you don't but if if it's actually an underlying reason then like maybe we can address that Mm -hmm. like that can be changed he can be gone or you can make more money or whatever it is um so I just feel like I want I want women to like just do whatever they want Mm -hmm. and I see that a lot of times we always have like oh well I would be doing this amazing shit, but it's because of XYZ that I can't. And I'm like, well, what if we got rid of XYZ? Would you still, would you not do it? And usually the answer is like, you, you get a lot of resistance because then she's like, well, actually, it's these five other things. And I'm just like, well, then let's just talk about it. I think everything... Getting out of your own way, I think, yeah. really, essentially, is... And it starts with a conversation, and I think it has to be a, a certain type of conversation where it's not judging. It's not like, well you just need to get your shit together or it's your dad. Like, mm-hmm. let's just have an, an honest conversation about it. And I bring in experts, not just made-up specialists. <laughs> Actual experts? Actual experts. Uh-huh. So you could look up their credentials and everything to to ask um, for, for people showing up to ask questions to. So mm-hmm. this first one's on motherhood. And um, my first expert is a midwife. She has a first accredited birthing center in Los Angeles. Her name's Elizabeth Faulkner. 
and Elizabeth delivers babies for a living. Wait, was that the Graceful? Okay, yeah, it's graceful. so funny because I actually went to her facility when I was pregnant. Oh wow! Because this, I think it's that one. Is it in Silver, Silver Lake? Lake? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've, I've 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 stalked her before. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, her stock worthy. Yeah, no, her facility gets a like. I mean, she has a great reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I definitely. I think I googled birth centers, and she was one of the first ones that popped up, yeah. and. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I actually I can't wait to hear you know her, she, what she has to say and her perspective and everything. Yeah, she's amazing. Like delivers babies for a living, has a birth center, no children of her own, mm. which I thought was fascinating. I didn't realize that there were a lot of midwives out there that have no children. Mm. Um, a lot of them, yeah, actually, yeah. even Erica. And mm. so her reasons behind it were very layered, and she's very open about it. She has like a a long Instagram post that I saw where she talks about you know during her childbearing years where like the money wasn't right and the support wasn't right. And, you know, just making peace with that. And and I think her quote is, you know, I'm being a good parent by not having children. Hmm. And I just thought, like, okay, that's something we don't talk about. Like, mm-hmm. normally we just want to wag our fingers at somebody. Like, you know, why aren't you doing your, your role as a woman by having a kid? And I'm like... That's her only duty in life. Mm-hmm. Every produce. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's always... I think even me, like, I've had to unlearn things, too. Like, when I hear people that don't want to have kids, or where I used to hear when people would openly say that, like, I have a girlfriend... <clears throat> Natalita, my girlfriend Natalita, who for as long as I can remember was like, I don't want to have kids. I don't want to have kids. And of course, when you're a teenager, you're like, okay, well, that makes sense. Me neither. <laughs> Fuck kids. Right. Bye. <laughs> and then, but then as we approached into our 20s, mid 20s, and we both are in relationships, and she was still saying that, I was like, what's wrong with you? You know? And, you know, that's just because of social conditioning. Yes. Me thinking that that's a woman equals baby, mm-hmm. you know? And, I, I think, like, I've had to really, like, some people just, that's just not their calling. And that's just not. They, and it's okay. They, and you know what? Better. Because we don't need any more, more parents. No, yeah. no. We don't need um. any more people. Ha- well, we don't need any more people. We don't need any more people having kids that the, shouldn't be having kids. Yeah. You know, mistreating their children. Not really, like, being present for their kids. And, and putting, making little assholes, more yeah. assholes in the world. We don't need any more assholes. I think a lot of our podcast has been centered around. Um, <clears throat> I think a lot of our podcast has been centered around um, just breaking out of the norms and the programming that we've been taught. Like not only as parents, but as women, that we've been like so programmed into thinking certain ways, and just that like we forget that we have to break that shit and start over and redefine things for yourself because it doesn't make a lot of sense. Because mm-hmm. you don't, this, this is not our sole purpose. We don't have to have babies. We don't have to have babies in a two-parent home. Oh. We don't have to stay married. We don't have to be married. And that shit's okay too, you know, so. We don't have to have a partner. Yeah. Like, ever. All of this <clears> gets <throat> so overlooked and I, like you, I Googled birthing centers when I was pregnant, and that's how I found Elizabeth as well. She was your midwife? She was. Oh, cool. awesome. She was. And, um, like, right out the gate, I knew that this was the person I needed to have around me. So um, the early part of my pregnancy, I was terrified of miscarrying. Like, I just felt like, this. I don't even want to get excited about this baby because it's not going to happen. Okay, if you don't mind me asking, how old were you when you got pregnant? Um, 28, 29. Okay. So I was definitely a, a grown-ass person. And, and married, and, and um, I just remember being at my prenatal visits with her, and finally she asked me one day, she's like, why are you so afraid of losing this baby? And I'm pretty sure I didn't give her this answer in that moment, but through years of kind of unpacking it, I realized that I didn't feel like I deserved my daughter. 
I didn't feel like I, I, yeah, I just didn't feel like I deserved her. And it was from a lot of the programming that we've been talking about of feeling like, well, I didn't do life right, you know, air quote right. So, mm-hmm. you know, my family, <clears throat> they're very loving, but they were very religious for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it was like quite a few of the people like in, in my family and in our circle, like they did the purity ring ceremony. Like, you're What's not that? Gonna, what is that? Oh, that's where you pledge your allegiance to the Lord that you're not going to have sex until you're married. There's a ceremony? Wait, you, I'm not. A, in gonna, the church? Yeah. Have I heard of this? I went to Catholics. Oh my God, so much pressure. Whoa, wait, wait. How, <laughs> how old were you when you made this? I'd be like, I didn't make it. That day, I'd be like, oh. <laughs> I'm not going to be. I didn't make it. Oh, you didn't make it there? No, I knew I was going to be fucking. <laughs> you did get sick. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I was probably, you know, I was sick on the day of the ceremony. They didn't try to reschedule it. Wait, like, did all the girls in the church have to go that day? Have you been to a ceremony? The, what does it consist of? Do you like get I washed been. in the water? Look, we have so many questions. I, know. I did not go. I, <laughs> what sect of Christianity is this? I did not go. I didn't want any parts of it. I would just try to, like, leave the room if the conversation came up. They never asked me to do it. Did, wait, was this from your school or from your parents? Um, Not even my parents, but, like, my the church. And so my cousins, uh, like, I think two of them did it. Around what age was this? Like, 15, 16, like right around the time you start thinking about fucking. So what about your parents? Were they like, why aren't you? You missed your purity ring. They they never pressured me to do it. Okay. But this is just what I saw. So this is where I knew I was just taking it in. Like Mm. nobody ever asked me why I didn't do it. When was I going to? I just saw it happening and didn't realize I had carried it with me through adulthood where I was like, okay, you you didn't do any of the, the things that you were supposed to do. You didn't wait until you were married and you were out. Like, I, everyone has a whole phase, How I would say. How old were you when you lost your virginity? Oh, God. 16? Mm-hmm. Like, then when, would you, were you able, I mean, you said your parents were pretty religious, so mm-hmm. did they talk to you about sex? Were you able to talk to My them mom about did. it? Yes, she like, had. when you lost your virginity, did you talk to her about it? Um, by accident. <laughs> <laughs> so she had a really good talk with me, and it involved... Um, photographic evidence of what a STD would look like. Mm. She's a nurse. Oh, that's so, a good one. Oh. No, it's kind of horrific. No, no it's I actually think, good. No, I think I, they did it to us in school. That's like sex ed, and they'd show you the clips of all like Yeah, but I think sometimes it's of, better if it's coming from a parent. Yeah, yeah, like when you're just sitting at the kitchen table and she's like, Let me show you. This is syphilis. Yeah, this is gonorrhea. This is this, Ooh. untreated. And it, she wasn't showing it to me to, like, say, don't have sex. But this she, is what could happen. She was like, just make sure you're, like, always being safe about it. So, for me, that was liberating. I was like, okay, oh. I can go out and have all the sex that I just want. Just do it right. Do it right. Mm-hmm. I was never afraid of it. Like, right. okay, you know, the first time you have sex, you're going to catch a disease and have a baby. I was like, not the way I'm having sex. I'm good. Did your parents wait till marriage? I don't think so. I never asked them. Hmm. But they got married, like, three months after meeting each other. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say like, no. Mm, or maybe they were like, look, let's get married so we can get too wicked. <laughs> I don't think it was. No, actually, you know, I know for a fact my mom didn't. And I, Are they still married? No. Oh, no, it's like no, three no. months. Thank wow. God. Oh, thank God. <laughs> no. They were in the military, so I, I feel like that probably played into it, too. Like, mm. you want to get married quick so mm-hmm. they can't separate you. Mm. But, um... Mm. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Me either. Oh, military people love getting married. They so, do. I thought it was for the benefits. I thought so, too. So it's because then you can't get, like, tra- like you always have to be together wherever you go. You're, yeah. Whenever you're transferred, you're together. Yeah. Oh. That's why they'd be so quick to get married. Got it. Interesting. Okay. So, 
you know, if you ever just want a quick husband, find you one. Well, you won't find, <laughs> you, look, you won't find me or any of my family members in the military. Actually, uh, it's so funny that you said that because my brother was like... Talking about the military? Yeah. Why? To my, my, to, to my stepdad. Was like, did he discourage that immediately? Absolutely. I was like, what the fuck did you say? He was like, I was like, whoa, hold up. Are you this at school? Like, <laughs> no, he's because my brother's in a place now where he's figuring he out know where he wants to, what he wants to do, mm-hmm. what he, where he wants to be. I mean, he's going to go to college regardless. I mean, for some... I'm not with the military. Hell the fuck no. I mean, shout out to the people that have, you know, protected our country and all those things. I don't take that lightly, you know, because Mm -hmm. it's necessary. But for me personally and my family, like, it scares me. It's scary. I just think, especially as, like, a woman of color... I can't imagine like sending my black child to protect a country that's never protected us. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really it, make a lot of sense. There's a lot of conflict with it. So my my family is heavily military, and and I you know they're very aware of like okay this country really ain't for you that way. But, but there are benefits that you can get. Yes, yeah, the they're more I'm like, like free I'm school, here. Yeah, I'm here for what I can travel, get for me. Yeah, which, and you know I've I've seen people come up with it, and my parents on. definitely benefited from it. But I always tell people I'm like the reason. I didn't join is because my parents did. Like they did it so that I wouldn't have to. Right, right, right. So that I think sense. a lot of people that are looking to join, maybe they're looking to do it so that their kids in the future won't have to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, it's and it bothers me. And I think also like like economically where you are it makes a difference. Yes. And I, it what bothers me. I know that for some people it isn't out, and that makes sense. You can get in, get out, get mm-hmm. your education. But I think that um, what bothers me about the military is a lot of times they target kids in the inner city you know if you see those setups they're like in the hood and they're in places trying to recruit people and it's just like it just gives me an uneasy feeling like go to your own neighborhood with that shit well i mean but then at the same time it's like well for some of these kids and i know they don't go they're gonna be getting their asses in trouble mm-hmm. that's so true too. like i get it it's like a double-edged sword it's like yeah. there's benefits and there's also like it's, it's definitely complex. I think if you can make it work for you, right. then you're you're good. If you just go and you're like, I didn't get shit out of it. Work the system. Yeah, like, are we are we quoting Players Club quotes? I love this. Is that the Players Club? Kind of. What is it? <laughs> make the money. Oh, yeah. Don't let the we money make, make you. Okay, well, that's interesting. I mean, so, so then because of that, your upbringing mm-hmm. and, you know, you were maybe were you did were you, I know your family was religious, but were you religious at, no. some, at any point? <clears throat> no, I would show up because I had to, mm-hmm. um, but I was never like fully invested in it. So I think also I was battling with that. Like, should I have been more committed to it? And you know, why don't I believe the same things that they believe in? And all of this just showed up. I'd, I'd been like kind of going through life without even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. It was just like so far gone. I'm like, I'm happy, I'm doing me. And then during the pregnancy, that's when it all like just kind of came rushing back at me like oh you're not at peace with a lot of this mm. to the point where you don't think you deserve your baby mm. and um elizabeth asking me that and she i think it made such a difference because she didn't just brush me off like no no it's fine you're just you're being ridiculous mm-hmm. like because she could have mm-hmm. she could have been like you most have. doctors probably would have yeah mm-hmm. and so she was like no let's talk about this and um it was that and then just going through the pregnancy of me realizing the financial burden that i was about to take on like my anxiety just shot up throughout the entire time. So I didn't really get to enjoy being <clears throat> pregnant. I was so caught up in how are we gonna afford this? And I had a high deductible on my health insurance and just all this crazy shit that eventually got worked out. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I see why people would say, 
no, I'd, I'd never sign up for this. Mm-hmm. Because once I was in it, I was like, oh, mm. I don't, I can't, I don't know if I can do this. Mm. And um, I was a stepmom before I got pregnant. So my husband's 10 years older than me. And I think at the time his daughter was like 10 or 11. But by the time I was pregnant with Amira, she was like 14 or 15, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And he wanted her in the delivery room. Mm. I didn't want anyone in the delivery room. Mm. Again, because I was still terrified that something was going to go wrong, even up to the very last minute. Wow, okay. Um, so I was like, I just want my mom and my husband and, of course, any medical people that need to be there. And Elizabeth helped me navigate, like, how to have that conversation of, I don't want your daughter in the delivery room. Um. It's nothing against her. It's nothing against you. This is just where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think I would have been able to have that type of conversation without hurting feelings, without... You know, how did he, how did he, was he receptive to that or was it kind not of? Not at first. Hmm. That's why I had to recruit her in to help. Cause at first I like just at the mere mention of it. Why was it so important for his daughter to be there? Um, I think because he wasn't there for her birth. Hmm. Mm. I mean, I, I feel like he was trying to make up for something. I can understand it. I wouldn't want Luna to be in the room when, if I give birth again. You said you wouldn't? I would. Okay, but that's yeah. your daughter. But it's, it's not, it's his, but it's his daughter. It's mm-hmm. her sibling. So like, but it's different even when if it's it a man. It's different because like, she's, she's the one all, delivering. Yeah, yeah. If, if it would be one thing if she had a daughter already, and then he was like, "I don't want your daughter in the birth of our daughter." Yeah, right. but I mean, I, I yeah, I can see him like wanting to make up for something, but I, I because I know how much that's important for me. Even if I, her dad is not going to be the same dad, <laughs> I can get it. But that's what I mean. That's a that's a tough situation to be in. It's, I mean, it's a tough situation to be a step parent. Period. Oof. <laughs> and I have another girlfriend who's going through it like right now with a teenager daughter and it's like it's not for the faint of heart it's mm-hmm. not it's not like that is a struggle within itself how do you deal with that is her is her mother very active in her life yes and so is your relationship with her mother copacetic kind of it's like it's kind of non-existent okay so coming into her well not anymore so uh now, uh, her name, my stepdaughter's name is Jackie. Jackie's 21 years old. Oh, so, yeah. wow. Okay. So she's living her life. Yeah, she's living her right. life. Everybody's good now. <clears throat> but during that, that time between, like, age of 11 to age 17 or so, it was awful most of the time. Um, and I didn't have much interaction with her mother. And I was, I was disappointed by that. But I knew I couldn't force a relationship with her. Like, I would love to be, like... Will and Jada and what was the other Sheree? Sheree. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would love that. That was my goal. Like, and we can do family vacations together. Sis was like, okay, Not hi happy. and bye. Like, mm-hmm. I have no interest in being your friend. And I was like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Jackie had a lot of loyalty to her mom, and I think it showed up in like making sure that she didn't get too close to me, mm-hmm. or at least mm-hmm. that's how I interpreted it. Because she was never just like outwardly like a dick to me but she was definitely just like she wouldn't speak when I was in the room she wouldn't speak to you no at my own house oh girl yes Hmm. and so um the the weekend visits were something that I began to just to dread dread yeah because at this point it's like another low-key grown woman in your house not speaking to you shading you every chance did you ever try to like have a conversation with her I did I did and and I would talk to my husband about it because when we moved in together um, we got a two-bedroom right out the gate because I was like, oh, okay, she'll be here for a spring and summer break, and she's going to be spending weekends here, so I wanted her to have her own room so she feels really at home. And she may have stayed in that room, like, twice Damn. in the 
in the 10 year span. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, we're paying extra rent to have a room here for you that you want no parts of. Is it because she wouldn't spend the night? Okay. Nope. Uh-huh. It was always... And she couldn't be for Like, not forced. I mean, like, at, no, at 11. At 11, you're not, like, you're staying with your dad tonight. And I wouldn't want that. Like, that would be the most awkward night ever of I'm forced to stay here. Like, I'm, I don't want to be that person. I feel like I would make my kid. Is she, is she close with your daughter or no? Yeah, uh, actually, yeah. Has, has your relationship grown since then? Are you guys cool now? Are you guys yeah, we're close? cool now. We're close or just cool? Uh, I'd say cool, like, because we don't text or, like, go back and forth like that. Um, but when she when That's she comes so over, we are cool, cool, and, like, and I'm happy to see her when she comes. It's not like back in the day where I was like, fuck, it's... <laughs> fuck, make some plans tonight. <laughs> right, and I would. I'd be like, hitting like, all I'll, my friends up, I'll like, out. don't you well, have that Don't thing? you want me to come over? You yeah. You. <laughs> I'm like, I got to go do that thing with them people this weekend, you know, right? Um, you got to really love someone to, like taking their kid and it's funny to say that because I realized because we're both yeah, parents and at, and at some point somebody's gonna have to do that for my child mm-hmm. and I mean and we may have to do that for somebody else like we're not spring chickens so if the, the but it's okay it's easier now because they're so young but when you step into a, a relationship and the daughter's 11 10 it's yes. different especially like for because like just like my friend at that point, she had no kids. Mm-hmm. She had no experience, nothing. Like, at least we have kids. And, and even now having a kid, if we stepped into someone's life and their kid is 10 or 11, we haven't had experience in that age group. <coughs> so that would... <coughs> sorry. <laughs> that would be difficult, you know, because it, it changes every year, the age... Mm-hmm. And especially with women, with the daughter. And, and actually, we had, a, um, we had someone write in and ask us about this. Like, can you guys touch on this? Because... Basically, the daughter hated her, and it was making her life a living hell. <laughs> and even my girlfriend, my best friend, who um, is dealing with this right now, she got into it like an alter—not a physical altercation, but like a yelling thing. And um, basically, she ended up moving out of the house with them. And I think a lot of times, it, wait, who moved out? The daughter moved yeah. out. Yeah, her oh. her fiance's daughter ended up moving back in with her mom mm-hmm. but I, I think a lot of that animosity that's like directed a lot of times at the stepmom or step parent is because they have issues with their actual parent mm-hmm. and then you have to kind of like pick up all the shit because mm-hmm. they're it taking up. it up on you because yeah. you're new and you have to just you have to just take it because you're, you're you want to you want to marry you want to love this person you want to love this person and you you start to realize that like I can't be a crazy person arguing with a child like is as frustrated as I would be sometimes I'm like you don't even have a fully developed brain yet. I'm not finna go back and forth with you. But, like, you still have to catch yourself. Because you're just like, I'm, I'm no, sorry. No, like, my, my girlfriend was like, I low-key wanted to fight her. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yo, you cannot. You, you can't be going back and forth with her. She's 16. She's like, I told her to get the fuck out. I was like, you're going to damage her for life. And she's like, I know, and I feel terrible about it. But I'm miserable. Mm-hmm. And I'm unhappy, and I can't do it in my house. And it's easy to look at it from the outside, like she's a child, mm-hmm. she's hurt, she's damaged. Hold her. But when you're in it, you're yeah, like I will kill you. Your sympathy is like, look, you live in a beautiful house. Mm-hmm. We take care of you. That's what she's saying. You're like, fed. What the fuck, fuck is, is your problem? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you have nothing to complain about. But in her mind, you know, you see your dad. Or your parent move in with this new person, oh, start yeah. this new life, have this new house. New you playing daddy, new you, you playing family over here. Yeah, but yo, where were you X, Y, and Z in these times? Oh, and I felt that. You I know, like hold up. Now, <laughs> now you, now you know you playing family matters up in this bitch. 
you know? And I think a lot of times, like, the, the parent, the actual parent has to deal with that mm-hmm. and not let it, like, just... Oh, I would get on him, too. Like, you, you need to check some of this. Like, you see her come in here and just be completely disrespectful. Like, yes, she's not coming in here and cussing me out, but she's... Not speaking. She's not even speaking, like, not acknowledging did, me. Did that cause rifts in the marriage? Um, in the relationship? Yes and no. So... I'm I'm fortunate enough where he's very receptive to that okay. kind of stuff, and he's very self-aware. So if, even if he may not spot it as it's happening, if you point it out to him, okay. he's smart enough to be like, "Okay, I see that." Um, so he would try to, you know, I guess try to be like the middleman. He's very like much about peace. He doesn't like conflict, and I'm like, sometimes you gotta turn up. Mm-hmm. Like right. I, I get this peaceful <laughs> shit that you want but today. Today is a turn up day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, but I'm glad I had that energy in the house that we, we both couldn't be on some today is the day to turn up. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, but yeah, it, it, it would, I would just be hurt most of the time. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And talking to him and his friends, they're like, well, take her to get her eyebrows done or like take her to get this, take her to Sephora. I was like, so you want me to buy her? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I couldn't Give me do your it. card. I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I was like, if she gonna like me, it's not gonna be because I yeah. bought you. Yeah, because I'm fun. Fenty beauty. Un- Auntie <laughs> stepmama who takes you to Sephora well, every Fenty, time you come Fenty over. Fenty wasn't around then. Uh, right, but, but whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And then I was just like, and then I was like, y'all are men. You don't understand what it's like if we drop this woman's daughter off tomorrow with perfectly arched eyebrows that mm. she didn't pay for. Right, and she didn't approve I was of. like, y'all gonna get my ass beat. Right. Because you're trying to be cute. Right. That's true because... You that, think this is a good solution. That did happen over here. Yes. Oh. Your your dad's girlfriend took you... Actually, it wasn't her girlfriend. It was his sisters who... I don't even call my aunts because I can't stand fucking stand them. <laughs> really? But, yeah, they're evil. Um, they relaxed my hair. Oh, <gasps> shit. Mm-hmm. It was that like, It was like an art project. No, they relaxed your hair? Your curly ass mm-hmm. hair? Mm-hmm. And my mom came was back and livid. was crying, was cursing. You couldn't understand what the big deal was. Uh-uh, my mom got it wet and then it didn't curl and she was like, what the, the fuck? Oh. So yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, I know your mom was... Yeah, you can't bring somebody's child looking different, even if it looks good. Mm -hmm. Because they were like, oh, take her to get her hair done. Like, you know all the good hair places. I was like, I don't care how amazing she looks. If we drop her off and you say, I got it done. It's going to be an issue. It's going to be an issue. And they couldn't understand. They were like, well, you're just not trying to bond with her. I'm like. No, I'm not trying to send her back looking different. Yeah, I was like, I'm just, I'm also not trying to get beat up. Right, like, (laughs) I know my boundaries. Right. So, um, yeah, when she turned about 17, we had a really cool conversation and like, she offered an apology. And wow, that was bigger. Where did that come from, do you think? Um, I think it was conversations that she and her dad, uh, my husband, were having. Okay. Um, and then it, it was like, it's... And it's also a, you had a baby at that point, Yeah, too. and it was like, and, and we're closer to the end. Like, you're almost 18 now. Like, you can play this whole I'm loyal to my mom game all you want. But it's like, we've been here offering up family to you, and we can't make you accept it. Is her mom remarried? Um... Kind of. Or like a relationship. Long, yeah, very long-term relationship. I wonder like how they her, might as well be married. I wonder how her relationship with is with the guy. Um, she refers to him as dad. What? Mm. Yeah, this whole thing this is, is like that's... super complicated. Mm. Mm. Is the mom like poisoning her brain? Mm. Not poisoning, but I, I mean, obviously your mom, like what you say around your kid and the influence mm-hmm. is major. And as a mom, especially with a daughter, you know we have the most of control. Mm-hmm. You know, like what we say goes most of the time, mostly. Yep. So, wow. I, I know that has to, does your husband offended or hurt by that? I asked him right out the gate early on. Because like, when you, as soon as you heard her say yeah, that. Yeah, I was like, ooh, she how, said, how do you feel about this? And he's like, again, he's so peaceful and so calm. He's like, 
you know, it doesn't matter what she calls me. I know who I am in her life. And like, oh, I wish I remember. <laughs> <laughs> turn it. I'd be like, what? Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> like everything was soft, like nature. <laughs> first name she calls him Jamel and she calls uh, the the guy that her mom has been with like but well wait she calls your husband by his first name yes and calls him dad yeah oh <laughs> that's because y'all should have made her sleep over in that room all those years that was happening before I even <laughs> got to the to this oh, situation okay wow. so, so clearly so, there is some shit between yeah her dad yeah and her and it's unresolved. Yeah. And that's why there's a lot of tension yeah. with you. So that's when I came from. in, a lot of it had already, made, it was pre-existing. Yeah, I was Naturally. like, I ain't got nothing to do with this. So I'm not going to jump through hoops to try to fix right, it. Right, right. Okay. But it's all I, making sense. And I had people around me like, well, you know, once you marry a man with children, like that's your child now too. And you have to do X, Y, Z. And I'm like, but if you knew the full situation, you would know that none of this shit is applicable. Like it don't apply here. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we do that with everything in life. We feel like, oh, well, if you're in this situation, this is how it has to play out. And no one's paying attention to like the details the and details. the backstory. Like the solution you offered me might just make everything worse. Mm-hmm. And you sit up here judging me for not taking your solution mm-hmm. when you haven't looked at everything. So, well, I think a lot, a lot of times as women and you know, men too, we, we look at situations and we judge. I think, I don't know if the people that were offering you advice had children or not, or if they did, maybe, maybe but they've probably never been in this type of situation. No. You know, it's, <clears throat> I mean, I think about, I mean, I, I had a stepfather too. I have a stepfather mm-hmm. and I, he entered into my life around age seven. Okay. And my mom had dated other guys and mm-hmm. had boyfriends and stuff. But and I, early on, I established early on, I think I always liked him. And then there was that crucial moment where like I needed to be corrected. And he tried to correct me, mm-hmm. and I was like, eh, 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 <laughs> "You ain't my daddy, nigga." Yeah. And he took that so personally because he is very much, he's very sensitive. He's a Pisces mm-hmm. and um, wants to keep the peace, doesn't want to overstep boundaries. Mm-hmm. But I think sometimes that can be good, but then also that can also be pass- passive in a way. And children don't understand passiveness. There's, it's either you want to be my daddy or like a father figure to me or you're not right for him like that was all it took for him to be like i'm bowing out i'll just be your mom's boyfriend Mm. now husband ish Mm. they're not married but whatever they've been together over 20 years (laughs) um and i'm not going to cross that boundary again whereas i wish he would have not listened to that and Mm -hmm. still tried you know because i didn't have a father my my dad was around but he wasn't really around at that point at that time in my life and I wish, because as kids, like, we don't, we don't really know what's good for us. Yeah. You know, we just say shit because... We're angry. We're angry. angry teenagers. And, yeah. And and that was something that I, I struggled with because I felt like, okay, maybe I should be more hands-on, whether it feels like it's wanted or not. But I was like, she has an active mother in her life that she lives with. She has a, a man in her house that is serving as a father That's figure. a different situation. Yeah. And, and, like, at the time, they were living with the grandparents. I was like, so she got a whole lot of parents she around got a whole lot Maybe of... too many. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt like it was too many. So I have people like, no, you're supposed to step in and, and be, you know, a bonus mom or whatever. And I'm just like, sis got, like... Five parents already. Like, no. I could see myself, like, saying one thing right now and then being in the situation and being like, mm, fuck it, don't care. 
I know, me. Like, I, mean, I, I like, don't care. I, like, I could see myself, like, me from the outside looking at right now. It's like, you should try. You need to get in there. You need to start the relationship. Like, me, like, imagining myself in that situation, I would be like, yeah, let's go to the mall. I'm going to be cool, so then you'll like me. Mm-hmm. But then, like, if I was actually in that situation with the way my attitude is set up, <laughs> I could be like, bye. Yeah, I'm little, going to the mall by myself. Brat. <laughs> You need daddy time, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. I, I definitely have some bow out moments mm-hmm. where I'd just be like, y'all yeah, got it. I'm going to let you guys deal with that. Yeah. Oh, my God. We have trouble in our future. <laughs> no, we don't. No. It's, all of it is manageable. Like, that means we got to find men soon. I think, I, think, <laughs> I think what's different in our situation is that our kids' fathers are um, active in their life. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he wasn't, yeah. but like... Irie calls her dad daddy and is a daddy's girl in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, you know, anything can happen. That can shift at any point. That's true. I, I, That's prayed, true. I pray that that never does because the whole reason I never wanted kids was because my daddy was not around and I felt like if I have a child, I want to know that both parents are going to make an effort to be parents because mm-hmm. um, I didn't have that. Um, but I do, even though our relationship, even though it's different, it's different than I would have imagined in my head. I would have imagined that I'm married, that we're living in the same household. But at least I can say, like, actually, it's funny because we when we interviewed someone else recently and I said, well, you're a single parent. And she's like, well, I'm not a single parent because her dad is still active in her mm-hmm. life. And I said, I've heard people say, like, we're not allowed to use that term single parent because single parent is reserved for people whose the other parent is completely absent, and not present. But I'm like, I'm single and I'm a parent. Yeah. So yeah. I'm a single parent. <laughs> I disagree with that. Yeah. You I mean, know. like, I'm, I'm a co-parent parent? Like, what the fuck is that? I'm a single co-parenting parent. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. So, okay. So now you have a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. And so through, you, you gave, so did you give birth at home because you had a... Even that changed. So um, I was... I was supposed to deliver at Graceful at the birthing center. Okay. And then um, when I was at 38 weeks, they they saw that I was measuring much smaller than where I should have been. So they were like, okay, we think you should go get a sonogram. Like, something's up. She's not the size she's supposed to be. Fast forward, I find out I have to be induced. They're like, she's not growing. She stopped this, growing at 34 weeks. As soon as you went to the hospital? Yeah. Because generally, I just want to be clear, because I, if nobody knows, I'm obsessed with birth, and mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with home birth, and I wanted to have a home birth really bad. Uh-huh. But, um, I'm pretty sure you at no point you don't have to go get a sonogram if you proceed with no midwife. my midwife told, told me you to, to go but, get but, it but yeah had she not said that you, you you usually go the whole pregnancy just with the midwife yeah. you never go to a sonogram yeah okay. this is and this is what I loved about like how how Thorough. wise they are yeah right. they no point where they just like don't worry we can handle it she's like ooh I don't know about this you need to go see someone you okay. need to go see someone and um, when that confirmed what the midwife saw in the birthing center because they just using like old school measuring tape, tape. yeah, wait, like, right. And from that, they were able to tell something was up. So I was just like, okay, now I really trust, trust you. her, right? yeah. And um, they were just like, yeah, she stopped growing at thirty-four weeks. Like we do not know why. So did that play into your all your fears? Oh and... yes. I was like, see, I told y'all, I told y'all. <laughs> like in my head, I was like, I knew it. And they were just like, no, she's just small. We don't know why, so we just need to get her out and find out why. So I had to be induced and um, pitocin. Oh yeah, the whole nine mm. catheter, <laughs> the, the little balloon to like <coughs> the help you dilate. Oh, yes, God. all of it, all of it. But it, even that, like, none of it was terrible. It was just time. It's, it's, just, it's just, and it's different from your how you imagine. Oh yes, was so, so it's disappointing. Pitocin was not okay for me. No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm against the medical, the medical system. Period. But mm. I mean, like, 
it got done. I was healthy. I was fine. Yeah. Was it the best shit ever? Like how I experienced thing, like orgasming in a whirlpool <laughs> in my living room? No. Right. Orgasming. It's called yeah, orgasmic birth. There's orgasmic birth. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's what you were hoping for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but once they put a balloon up there, you ain't. Once they put any medical uh, yeah. interruption, you're fucked. Yeah. Shit starts hurting. So um, delivered. Everything was easy and when she came out they're like okay so she's just little there's nothing wrong she's oh just really a little ass baby so great how, how many pounds was she uh five pounds seven ounces but so you you gave birth vaginally i did yeah okay. um and all of that was great but i had so graceful came with me to cedar sinai so mm. i still had my midwives there i was getting acupuncture and like you know breathing exercises in the in the delivery room at the hospital so it was nice to have a little bit of both, both. Mm-hmm. even though it was completely unplanned like <clears throat> They're like, we're gonna try to make it as much of a birthing center experience as we can, but um, and they have a good relationship with Cedar Sinai, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like you know the doctors and nurses weren't just like, okay, who's this crazy ass woman over here mm-hmm. with the, the acupuncture needles? They're like, okay, like you know, they give us your updates. Them. Yeah, they were very welcoming, and it, it was just a big old team in there. Yeah, so, I gave birth at Cedars too, and they they are they're yeah. very cool. Yeah, I had about forty people in the room with me. <laughs> Not when I gave birth, but, okay. like, but they were like, you can have as many people, as many people can fit in this room can come up here. Oh. And I, I, I maxed out, too. I maxed out. I literally had, I, there's a photo, I should post it on, our, <laughs> on our, our page, but there's a photo of literally 40 people in the room and me just like drugged. And we're watching, <laughs> I think I've said this before, we're watching Bruce, Kate, Jenner, Bruce Kate. Jenner's first interview mm-hmm. as Caitlyn. Right. And Freddie was like, why do we have to watch this? Oh. <gasps> birth can be mm-hmm. but um it was it was just good having the graceful team there with me because mm-hmm. i felt like once they said oh you have to be induced i was like okay so all of my plans are now out, out the, the window, window. Oh, i think yeah. I, I, literally every all of my friends have the same exact mm-hmm. well very few of my friends have had like perfect birth alana like <clears throat> i had a c-section unplanned mm. she was gonna be have her home birth alana's had perfect births Nisha had, was supposed she was to have a perfect home birth too. She ended up having Zin, a C-section Zin too. Zin had a good one. Yeah. Zin went as planned. Most of them don't go as planned. No. Yeah. So if you're planning on having a baby, just don't get married to your birth plan, please. Just please don't. I try to tell people that. And I told I, you know what? That was my when and I told people my birth plan and they said don't get married to it. I wanted to kill them. Me too. I wanted I, I wanted was, to sink my teeth into their side. <laughs> like shut the fuck up. Me too. I hate people going against my optimism. Me too. I would say that too. I was like, don't give me your negative ass energy. But they were right though. And that's why I would try to tell Nisha too. I'm like, girl, I know you have a plan, but don't get married to this I shit. I know, but don't tell women who are pregnant that. Why? It's because it's, they'll because you'll learn. It happens. It learns, I, but I think if, tell them before they're pregnant. Yeah. Because then that, like, the, the hormonal Tell rage of, like, wanting to bite you too. doesn't happen. I think if you're already a mom and you already had this happen to you, 
like well, I think it's the first crash. I think I could. Feel it's the it. first crash course into momhood. Yeah. Hey, bitch, nothing goes like you planned. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you need it to happen. Your mom down. Shit's fucked up. <laughs> get, get used to it. That's what it is. Like, haha, told you. Haha, thought it would be a plan. You don't I have a plan anymore. I guess you know. And also, when you're pregnant, everyone has a fucking opinion. So yes. yeah. So you don't want your dad's opinion. So what? My my baby's daddy's cousin was like. Also, don't be naming her no, like, African shit either. Like, don't get real, you know. I was like, bitch, I'm about to name her the Africanest name I can find. (laughs) (laughs) In the boom box. You gonna pull a Rachel Dolezal's name? (laughs) Yeah. What's her name again? Oh, Long. Yeah. Her new name. Long's a long Nigerian name. Yeah. Um, But back to, I want to get back to the shame thing. So, how, what were you gonna say? Because I was going to say the same thing, but there was one thing I wanted to say about the shame thing. I don't think a lot of women realize that when you are when you become pregnant, there are all these things. I don't know if it's something with like being pregnant. I don't know if it's just like obviously there's a huge shift happening. You're building a person in your body. Yeah. So I think there is this thing that happens because I've I've also read and heard about. Once you get pregnant and when you're in the, even in the process of giving birth, um, a lot of trauma comes up. If you've experienced any sexual trauma, any sexual uh, violations, mm-hmm. a lot of times if you haven't resolved or, or like worked past those things, sometimes it will slow down your birth process because you have sh- you hold shame in your body mm-hmm. and you're holding on to this this traumatic experience like your womb holds a lot of energy and it's your root chakra and yep. if you even if you don't want to like be all hippie and shit you should <laughs> <laughs> because because it's true there's like these these metaphysical you know mm-hmm. correlations in your physical and your spiritual body and i don't think i really realized it until i got like i've always been kind of obsessive about birth because my best friend shawnee gave birth all at home to twins um and I, i've always had this weird connection with birth but as i started to read and research i realized like there's so much healing that has to be done and so much self-reflecting because it will come up yeah and not just like trauma but like your relationship with your mom like all these things and if you don't address them sometimes during birth your vagina will close back up like you could start dilating mm-hmm. and then the fear will will can overcome you and you will literally regress in your in your like dilation Mm -hmm. so there's just all these things to to consider that you don't even think about and you don't even realize like you didn't realize Mm -hmm. and even when you said that to us on the phone talking about this topic about the shame because i'm a pretty liberated woman and i'm pretty open Mm -hmm. about who i am and my sexual freedoms and how i like just in general I, i i I don't think I hold a lot of shame in it. I didn't think I did either. You don't, you don't think that you do. Mm-hmm. However, we live in a society that doesn't accept like a sexually liberated woman. No. And it, it is there is guilt a result like around all sex. You know, there's so much guilt about just being sexually active and having just, you know, unattached sex mm-hmm. that like that men don't experience. And if you don't really, really get in tune with it, and even not, like even now, I probably deal with it. Even in your amongst your friend circles and your social groups, the people that are supposed to support you and love you, 
judge you because yes. they're because they're also only a product of their social environment and they don't know better and it's sometimes if you you know like if you're not really rooted in who the fuck you are mm-hmm. and the decisions you've made and that the past is the past and you know just that shit happens all these things can play into you know who you are as a person and who you are as a parent and even into your pregnancy yeah so like i think that's was like a really good topic the shame of being a woman I um I, I sought therapy during my pregnancy. Mm. Um, it wasn't the first time, but it was very specific. I, I was like, I don't want this to come up in the delivery room. I don't want this to be a place where I parent from of shaming her of like you know don't mm. don't you wear that you know when when you're in the presence of men you better cover, cover up. up and like all this old old shit that I didn't subscribe to as myself, but I knew it was in there like mm-hmm. in my head somewhere. Mm-hmm. So. I was like, let's, I know it's not a terrible amount of time. Like, pregnancy is only for so long. I was like, but let's try to work through as much of this shit right now before she gets here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was between, like, my, you know, kind of random emails to Elizabeth and her team all the time. Like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling this. Like, how do I talk to him about not wanting his daughter there? Or how do I tell this person this about the pregnancy? I had a whole team. I had Elizabeth. I had my therapist had my husband like he was as understanding as he could be and he had like two other friends that were also therapists he's like listen it's not going to be super legit because these are just friends of mine you're not their actual patient he's like but if you need more help we will get you more help so did you talk to your husband about like because i know your shame came from a few different sources Mm -hmm. um did you talk to him about because i know when we spoke you said specifically that one of the things was like the sexual your sexual past yeah and that you felt like because of that, I like, talked to him about it, and and he knew, he knew my past. Like I, when when I met him, it, it, like he never asked me like you know the whole how many people type thing. But I volunteered certain information because I was like, listen, everybody in LA knows everybody, so I'm gonna give you a few names here <laughs> that that I think just you just might a, run into, <clears throat> especially with him uh, doing the poetry lounge. And luckily, it was never like any of his actual friends. But some of the the names that I gave him, sure enough, showed up to perform. Mm. So, like... Then how'd he deal with that? He texted me, like, your boy was here spitting yeah. the poem last mm-hmm. night. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I deserve that. Mm. No, you don't. No, you <laughs> but, like, don't it was like it. A, it was like a playful teasing mm-hmm. thing. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, but I'm glad that he knew who it was. Like, I told him, I was like, I never want to put you in an awkward situation mm-hmm. where we go to an event somewhere and you're like, why, like, what's the inside joke that I'm not in on? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I gave him certain information. Did to he avoid- give that to you? He did. Okay, because I was going to say, it seems like, he, I mean, because he's older, uh-huh. and he's been in that realm. Mm-hmm. And he's like, smart. Yeah. <laughs> but he's been in that poetry realm. I'm sure he's, you know, had his fun mm-hmm. throughout the years, mm-hmm. and these people are, cons- like, regulars. Yeah. Oh, he, you know, he so. had to. Some of them he had to, just because um, I think were it's still, only fair. they were still so much part of the scene. And so I, I knew who was who in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so funny. I was thinking about this the other day because the guy I'm seeing, he, um, we know some of this, a lot of the same people. And there's one person in particular that I had, I've slept with, mm-hmm. and I know that they're cool ish. Actually, I know they're cool, but recently he posted him, and then I was like, oh damn, like, do I need to tell him this? I mean, we're not boyfriend and girlfriend, but like, I feel like maybe it's a conversation. But then, that it's like, how be- do you bring that up? Like, by the way. That's how I, I did. <laughs> it was just people twice. It was just 
homies I may have smashed. Actually, it was one time. <laughs> only one time. I When I presented, it wasn't like in a, you know, but you please know, don't leave me type thing. I was like, I just don't ever want you to feel stupid. I'm not so much worried about that. You know what's funny about this, though, too, is because I know he's had sex with a girl that I know. We and have, he's never volunteered the information. Like, mm. I've, we've talked about her. I've oh. mentioned her. <laughs> and she's a good friend. She's not a good friend of mine, but we're totally cool. Like, uh-huh. I love her. Like, if I saw her t- today, I'd be like, oh, my God. You know, and I've mentioned her, and he's never volunteered that information mm. to me. And so I'm always thinking, like, hmm, I wonder if he would. Or if it's going to take me to volunteer the information for them to him to think. Or volunteer his information. Not that it, it obviously doesn't matter right. to me. But I just, I've had that thought. Like, should I tell him, like... And I think it just depends on, like, how the other people act. Like, if you know the person that you fucked with is that type of, like, shady person. You're going to try to be messy. Yeah. 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 And and a few of them, I was like, listen, he is messy. So let's (laughs) just... Messy boots. Yeah, let's just not do this. And I only offered up the messy ones. Do you think... So now that, you know, you went to therapy, you have your daughter... Does the shame pop up now for you still time sometimes? And maybe not shame, but like maybe the the your wait, the things you're trying to unlearn. Like have you noticed you've had to check yourself? Like you've done stuff oh, yeah. and been like, oh shit, that's not. But what about I, different I things. Like mm-hmm. now it's just like, okay, so I've resolved the shame around my sexual past, but then it'll be like, Okay, well you didn't finish school, so like let's 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 dig in on that. Let's talk about how that makes you a shitty person. And so it'll just like, it, who am I? Who am I? How am I going to tell my daughter she needs to yeah. do this? Yeah, so it just jumps to, to different subject matters. But now I'm I'm much better about noticing what it is in that moment. And I'm like, okay, I know where we are right now, and you need to stop. Yeah, I need to stop, or I need to call. Like I have certain friends that I'll hit up, and they're just like, you're tripping. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll talk you through it, but just know you're being dumb right now. And now it it's much easier to manage, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's because I've had. The, the awkward conversations around it and so now I'm just like you know this advocate of everybody having weird ass conversations and not necessarily like divulging you know personal information to me or to anyone if they're not ready to mm-hmm. but I just feel like you have to address it otherwise it just stays in your head and then you start believing it and well there's that and there's so bad. many women out here that feel the same way yeah. and I think that's what me and Jamila have discovered just through podcasting oh I'm sure is like oh, we're not the only ones that feel this way? Oh, wait, that happened to you too? Mm-hmm. And, and, and kind of finding, like, growth in the shit that you've done. Like, everybody has some shit. Growth and also, like, empa- feeling empa- fi- finding some sort of empowerment in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I did that shit. And so did a lot of And so did, so did your mama. Right. <laughs> right, that part. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> but you know what? This conversation makes me, because I'm thinking talking to you mm-hmm. I'm like examining my own shame and when I felt it or like if I've acknowledged it or if I'm like just so badass I don't have no shame mm-hmm. and, and if I'm just like telling myself that because of course there's that too but you know what I realized it takes you have to you you have to be aware of the of, of the shame like how people try to use that against you particularly men because like, obviously, when you have a partner that's mature enough to, like, have the conversation and, like, we could, you know, it's just, it's just like, you know, first of all, I always tell people, like, did you think when you met me I was a virgin? Right. <laughs> did you think I know how to ride that dick like that for no reason? <laughs> These skills didn't come from nowhere. Practice. This is practice, baby. Yes. <laughs> Better be happy you call me right now. Right. <laughs> but I was in a relationship that was so much based on shaming me. And picking out, like, picking, 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 picking at shit. Like, knowing stuff about me because, like, we had known each other for so long. 
that I was okay with certain things, but then like I could I could feel myself be like being in a gray area about it because this person was like trying to make me feel guilty about it. And so one day I was like, dude, like he tried to tell my best friend something about me that I oh it was my paid sex, hoary um hoary uh, submission my own submission to the podcast. <laughs> And I had, like, written about it, and he tried to, like, out me to Danielle, who I've known for 25 years. And I was like, dude, she knows all my business. You are ashamed of it. I'm not. You can't make me feel bad about something I don't feel bad about. And it took me to, like, really examine that in myself and be like, dude, you're barking up the wrong tree because only you care. I don't. Well, that's, I mean, that's very strong of you because it very easily could a man or anyone make you feel shameful about something that you never even thought you had shame around. Right. You could be like, I'm, what's wrong with that? And then he can shame you and you'll be like, oh shit, maybe I am. Well, I mean, there was up. obviously things that are not <clears throat> traditional. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and there's things that, I mean, you know, I wouldn't like recommend anyone do too. Uh, luckily, I, you know, it was, a, they were good learning experiences for me. But, like being aware of that and picking a partner that is mature enough like to be like okay you're human just like me and you've done shit before this Mm -hmm. is so so important because that relationship like I didn't realize it but I was fucking depressed for years years sitting up like being miserable with somebody Mm -hmm. and like it was weird because I think he loved me but like he, he couldn't understand me, and so he couldn't accept it, you know? So it was just, like, this this constant battle. Yeah. And even in regular conversations, I would have, like, I think I found, like, all these letters from high school, and I remember cl- cringing, like, oh, no, don't find anything from the seventh grade about that boy <laughs> named someone. You know, like, it's going to start this shit all over again because we had known each other that long, but I'm just, like, there I, I, like, had to get past that and get out of that relationship and grow out of it to, like, feel empowered again. Because, yeah, I've done a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. But it's so important to pick a partner that empowers you and that is mature enough to understand. Like, you, you wouldn't get me right now if it wasn't for the experiences that I've had up until this point. Right. I'm who I am because of everything that I've done yep. right up until right now. Yeah, so if you like this person. person you like all of yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Period. Uh-huh. And I don't ask me how many people I slept with. I don't know. Same. It's a dumbass question. <laughs> I hate you're, that question. You're still going to smash. <laughs> right. <laughs> you right. know? Right. So it's just like, just to be a woman is such a, like, to be a woman and to have had sex and lived your life is just like such a, a, a odd place. Like, socially, there's just this weird, I mean, obviously we're in a place that's like, we're becoming more sexually liberated. We're, we can talk about it. We can have these conversations as mothers. Oh, God. God forbid. Mothers have sex? Mothers have sex. <laughs> oh, no. my God. How did you get here? What a hoe. You don't deserve a husband. No. You will, you will should be shunned for life. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's crazy. But I, it, it makes me realize how, much, how fucking vital and important it is in my next relationship that that be, like, we can have the conversation and it not be, like, I used to, like, sweat. Yeah, you can't use the information against Against the person later. Yeah. Yeah. And I I never encountered that with him, so um, I think that helped a lot that I was able to to provide information with him. We would have just off honest conversations he never hit me with the you know the body count question he was like listen he's older too yeah so he's so a little more mature that helps mature. That, that he's about helps. 25 in man years <laughs> <laughs> right um but that that definitely helped but it still didn't stop the it obviously didn't stop it from 
after we got married and me getting pregnant, like it still came up. And I realized, like, okay, this is my shit. Like, he's not throwing this back in my face. It's just you. My family's not saying this. It's all me. And that's when it was like, okay, you need to go seek professional help because Mm -hmm. you're just driving yourself insane. Mm -hmm. And society will drive you insane. Mm -hmm. Like, the the things that we're, like, we swallow and accept, not realizing we're accepting it. Because, like, I didn't grow up in a religious, no kind of religious background. But, of course, there was comments. Of course, there was things being said. You watch TV. You hear people have conversations. And these, these ideas you know, transform how you feel about yourself. Yeah. Instagram. And, like, just the social commentary. Social media, Can't turn a hoe into a housewife. housewife. And you just, like, social all them housewives. You like, like, listen, she. <laughs> That's how they Because I could cook. <laughs> Look, they, they don't have a job, and they ain't doing shit because they laid it down. Yes. <laughs> and guess how many times they had to do that to get <laughs> to where they are. To be an expert at fucking. <laughs> have, have you, practice. <laughs> can you think shout of, out to all the hoes and the housewives? I no. am pro ho. <laughs> I'm pro ho. I mean, but I mean, they're fucking. First of all, it's not a ho. You're not a ho. You're just sexually you're just liberated. a human. True. You like you're just a human who likes to have ex- sex. exercising your sexual rights. Yeah, freely. <laughs> um, have Have you? Sorry, <coughs> <coughs> what is happening here? I'm coughing. Erica's shaking her My leg. What's asleep? <laughs> Have you um, have you experienced any like sh- like specific times you felt shame or like even in like, in parenthood or in I mean of course I've experienced shame like just in general like uh, sex yeah. like I don't know what do they call it slut shaming slut shaming there we go of course of course I have I mean we're women I think every woman has experienced slut shaming I mean. Honestly, it's like you're not a woman unless until you've experienced slut shaming. Right. <laughs> even, even the most conservative woman has experienced People will make up some shit. But about as far you. as like shame goes, like as a parent, I never, I didn't experience like your experience about mm-hmm. not feeling like I deserved my child. Um, I think sometimes even like now, sometimes I feel like, especially now because Irie is getting older and asking me a lot of questions about what things mean mm-hmm. and how to define things and. Um, Mommy, what does this word mean? Mommy, why is this? Why is that? Mm-hmm. What is that? What? And I'm like, shit. I, like, literally, <laughs> we were having this conversation the other day, and Irie was like, I was like, I was mad at her because she was not listening, and I was like, you are, this is unacceptable behavior. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do you know what unacceptable means? And she was like, no. What does it mean? And I was like, it means I don't like the shit. <laughs> and I was like, wait. That's not a good answer. Mm-hmm. Let me try to define this. So yeah, sometimes I'm like, am I smart? Like, how do oh, I? Motherhood will have you questioning. Yeah, if you're I'm smart. like, and I'm like, oh my god, she's gonna get older and like start taking like all these different like English history, <laughs> all these things. And I'm like, I think it's it's already starting to pop up where I'm questioning. I think like you, I didn't finish college. Mm-hmm. A lot of my friends have their masters. Same. You know the you know, highly intelligent in in that sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something I've, I've felt insecure about, especially, too, like, <clears throat> I work in a business that, you know, my mom um, founded a really amazing company, and I'm, you know, she looks to me for advice, and at some point I might take over this company, and sometimes I feel like I'm not worthy. Like, I don't know everything. I don't know. These people went to school for this shit. These people, like, have worked for major brands and know how this works. And I'm just, like, sometimes I, I, I feel unworthy yeah. of the things that I have. And also, like, am I smart? How am I going to tell my daughter that I didn't finish college, but I want her to finish college? And how am I going to help her with her homework 
like and and not know what this means and because when it comes to math i'm sorry honey Irie, let me just tell you now if you're listening to this <laughs> In the future, I'm sorry, baby. I'm so fucking that's, sorry. That's, wow. that's what <laughs> tutors, tutors are you? for. No, that's you? what tutors are for. And I was like, and math is not my strongest at yet. all. I'm like, and I will hustle enough. Look, where... I can write your English paper. <laughs> However, <laughs> I cannot do that. <laughs> no, but, so yeah. So for. I think <laughs> some of that like has come up for me as far as sh- like feeling like ashamed that I don't. Maybe I, I could be more educated mm-hmm. in, in in different ways. But, um, but there's so much self-awareness in even saying that instead of just going out into the world and just assuming I'm smart, I know everything, and you dumbasses can't handle Like, I feel like that opens you up that you're more likely to ask for help and more likely to do more research because you're already thinking, Every I don't day have the answer. Can, I, and I say that to my, and, I, and I, that's how I kind of talk myself off that ledge. Yep. It's like, t- I can start educating myself today if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. There's really no excuse. Yeah. You know, I could start educating myself so that when she is in high school, I already know, like, I can read, I can brush up on some shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh my God, speaking of that. <laughs> did you guys see, I know I showed Erica, Erica Badu's homeschooling post? Oh yeah. <laughs> no. What? It is so, it's going to make anyone in the world feel inadequate and dumb <laughs> as hell. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh my God, I don't know shit. How am I going to teach my child anything? <laughs> it was so deep. Well, she's deep. Let me tell you. All the time. Do you want to hear what she said? Yes. Just if you want to feel even more inadequate. <laughs> she said, um, she's talking about her homeschool, and she says, when daddy is home, wait, the whole drill knows the, the whole family knows the drill. The whole family got to get involved. When Big Bro comes home from college, botany major, he teaches botany and psychology. When Daddy is home, J Electronica, he teaches world, planetary history, and geography. When Big Sis ninth grade is done with her work, she teaches art and French. I'll handle <clears throat> the physics, math, lit, sociology, health science, astronomy, astrology, meditation, religion, economics, art appreciation, filmmaking, quantum science, molecular physics, etc. So 14 (laughs) things plus. But our main focus is human compassion or matters of the heart. Mm -hmm. We are guiding Mars to see the world through her own lens. She will understand that she must experience the consequences of her own choices and judgments. It is not necessary that she becomes a mini Erica or mini Jay. After all, we are all still becoming. Lots of love. So <laughs> we need to pick up a book. I need to learn molecular science. I need to. You know what I heard science. when I heard when I listened to that? I was like, basically, if your kid lives in LA, let me see this. <laughs> let me tell you. Okay. So maybe not botany, but what is that? It's like gardening. Thing? Yeah, okay. I, I believe so. Put a garden. That's back. I was like, you got a backyard. Put bam. Okay. You got that covered. Okay. okay. Botany. Okay. Break it down. Break All it down right. for us so we don't feel so inadequate. <laughs> Geography. Your kid's gonna spend a lot of time in the backseat on these freeways. Okay. So that and also if you're Ekbadu, you're gonna be traveling with me, so we are gonna go country to country. So that's geography. No, but I'm not even talking. Wait, how do, she, how do wait. I get out of here? Okay. I'm talking about just for our kids living in mm-hmm. this city. Um, math and and okay, they're gonna teach your kid that. Sociology. Right around the city. You get to study people. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's all that is. <laughs> See that lady at the supermarket? She was a bitch. No, <laughs> Health science. Take them to their doctor's appointment. Walk them through what's happening. Bam. Got it covered. Astronomy. Look outside, bitch. Um, <laughs> astrology. Tell them about their sign. Meditation. Okay, y'all can go to yoga together. Religion. Optional. Economics. Talk to them about the family budget. Art appreciation. Take them to the art walk downtown. Okay. Filmmaking. That's what iPhones are for. Y'all are recording shit right now. Y'all are filmmakers. You hear um, that? Quantum science. Eh, you don't need all that. What um, does that even mean? That's why I said you don't even need it, because I don't know what it means. So <laughs> um, Crossing that off right here. Mo- molecular physics. 
also know, but you can cross <laughs> off a bunch of them by just living in the city of Los Angeles. Okay, Art appreciation, Thank you sociology, for that. geography. Thank you, because I was like, wow. That's no. true. You're right. You're right. No, that's You're right. a lot of extra. I'm glad you broke it down for us. Like yeah, that's just Thank living you. in the city. Thank you. You Thank will you. get all of that and more. <laughs> well, Sorry for cutting you off. No, 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 no. It just it no, sparked no. that thought, and I was like, damn. And she's also has like seven Grammys. How did you teach 14 topics, 14 homeschool subjects, get a Grammy, and be rich, and be fly, and be bomb? But that's we don't. But that's we're a work in progress, and that's what she says all at the end, which I thought was the most beautiful we're part. We're all becoming, yes. and that's so. But beautiful. y'all can make a list like that today. Be like, I'm teaching my kids. I you know what? I'm already teaching Irish ge- uh, geography, sociology all the time. Oh my god! Can I tell you something? Oh my god! <laughs> Yesterday, Freddie came over and was like, um, "It's fine." Everyone knows that's my baby daddy. Okay. My baby daddy's name is Freddie, guys. Okay? Hey, Freddie. <laughs> um, it's not that hard to figure I know, out. We be effing up all the time. It's not that hard to figure <laughs> out. No. Happy Bay, he gonna get blurred. <laughs> um, so he came over and was like, do you know what your daughter said to me the other day? And I was like, what? And he was like, Irie, what did, what did you say mommy said that people, the people that she doesn't like? And she was like, white people. Oh, <laughs> no. I almost passed the fuck out. I was like, what? She's like, yeah, mommy. White people are bad. No. I was like, oh, my God. No. No, they're not. I was like, they're not bad. I'm a little bit of white. <laughs> like, so, and, you know, like, we have white people in our lives that we love. There's a lot of amazing white people in this world. Don't, I don't want you going around telling people that. You allow, you have white friends at school. You're, you know, like, but I was just thinking, like, oh, my God, there's, like, is this what I'm teaching her? Like, is this, is this what she picked up off of all the fucking beautiful things I tell my daughter daily? Like, you got to be careful. Because even, remember to tell me about Black Santa? She's like, I don't want to see Black Santa. I want to see White Santa. I was like, I think this is where that conversation came from. I think that's where she, that, that moment we were talking about that in the car. Black Santa. That is where she got it from. We, I remember we were talking about something. We were talking about something racial. Mm-hmm. And I said something like, that's why white people do that shit. And I think something like that translated into negativity. And I do not want my daughter thinking that white people are bad because they're not. There are a lot of bad black this is what I said to her I said there are bad there are bad white people but there are also bad black people mm-hmm. and there are brown, bad brown people there are just bad people in general it doesn't matter it's not like de- designated to the color of your skin right like yes absolutely like black people you know deal with a lot of bad shit from other races specifically white people but that that's that alone is a complex thing to teach your child because we were watching a documentary the one that I need to correct myself it wasn't called black paraphernalia it was called black memorabilia (laughs) I was really high that week and so yeah we're sick and drinking cannoline last week I was acting dumb it's because I was high but there was all these images when that was playing sorry to cut you off um and there was like pictures of people being hung and like white people watching Mm -hmm. and like Luna was in and out of the room and I was like is this too graphic to be showing her but I remember watching like very graphic things as a child my dad like made me watch Malcolm X I watched like all types of adult movies it's an ongoing lesson so I think if they hear you say something like that in traffic or they they see the images you know that the conversation is going to be Ongoing probably for the rest of their lives. Right. As, as but like, when do you introduce it? Like, I mean, even like, I was, I, I have a lot of, most of the books I read are a lot of them are like, you know, girls that look like her. Mm-hmm. And there's Same. one specifically that is Martin Luther King. I had a dream book and it's for kids. And there was like a part where they were talking about segregation and they, how they were, in, how they were talking about it. it was very like, 
surface, but it got to the point, but she wanted to, she didn't understand it. And she was asking me like, why are those kids being mean to her? And I was like, well, because they don't look like her. And so they don't understand that we're all the same and we should be treated equally. And she's like, why? Because they're white. And I was like, yeah. If, that's the truth. <laughs> if, if in that moment that's the truth, it is, then that's but what I, it is. I didn't, I didn't want to lie to her. Like, yeah. that's not fair either. But also, like, I don't want her living her life having a chip on her shoulder. I want her to experience people and come to her own conclusion about people, not because her mommy said something in the car one day and white people are bad. Like, I was like, fuck. No, because I'm really come, conscious. Of what because you said. I come from a multicultural family. Mm-hmm. I'm not all black on my family. My grandfather was Irish and Portuguese. He looked like a white man. He identified as well. I don't know if he identified as white. Actually, that's a good question. I wish I could ask him that. Um, but he's no longer here. I love you, Missy Papa. Um, but like, I looked at him as white. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a part of me that I just never, I've never really embraced because I didn't feel like I, I don't identify as white. Period. That's not my experience, you I know. Mean, and so I. But just, look at our friend group. Look at our like. I just saw her yesterday. We were trying to like find. I was like, I, have, I don't really have that many black friends. Oh yeah, you were just like, I was like, text it to one of your black friends. And, and that's like, oh wait, oh shit, hold on. Oh wait, here's one. <laughs> Siobhan, hold on. Okay. But um, but it's such a tricky, tricky, tricky thing because. I mean, first of all, we're human. We're going to fuck up. And mm-hmm. not, I mean, obviously, we're the farthest thing from being, like, prejudiced or racist. But and on the flip side, I find Luna, like, always wanting to play in, like, certain people's hair or saying, like, I want hair flowing long hair, like, so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, here we go. Here we go. You know? And it's just this constant fucking battle. I don't want you to think, like, this is more beautiful or this is better. And you don't have to counteract that by saying black, white people are bad or they're not beautiful. Yeah. Like, because I posted something one time and everybody was like, well, why are you teaching your daughter that white people are beautiful? I'm like, bitch, oh, I didn't God. say that. Calm down, okay? Everybody knows the European standard of beauty is top notch. Yeah. But this is not... In per- society, not in real life. Not in real life. <laughs> no, obviously. I don't mean, like, not top notch. I mean, like, but that that's what's going to be pushed on our kids regardless. Regardless. Yes. Without any effort. Yeah. So if I don't counteract it with her, with images of self, and, and I just told Erica this, we were, like, watching... L'Oreal commercial and there was like a multicultural one and there was like a curly haired one and she's like she has hair like me and I was like yes your street does curly is the bomb <laughs> curly can go straight or curly so when you go on curly I know well I, know. I was just gonna say that like I I did not want the hair conversation to start really early in my house because like a lot of women especially my age like 30 and up we all have the same story like my mom put a relaxer on my hair and yada yada so I was like I don't want her to ask me for this so I made the decision not to wear my hair straight um, for a long time. I had locks when, when I first had her, and then I cut them off, and I was like, look, we match. We both have, like, little short curly froze, and um, now I'll get a blowout every once in a while, but never, like, bone straight. It's still big, and I think for what I've seen with her is, like, she always wants to do what I'm doing. Me too. Irie, my Irie's always like, Mommy, I want my hair to look like yours. Even yesterday, I had my hair pulled back, so mm-hmm. it looked like it was straight, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. She's like, I, can you take your hair out? I don't want your hair to look like yep. mine. They want to be twins. <clears throat> and I, I was like, I told Erica the other day, I was like straightening my hair and she was watching me. Luna was watching me. And I was like, fuck. I'm doing everything I'm, I <laughs> preach against. And, you know, and it's so funny because I'm so pro-black. I'm so pro-this. And... I don't think it takes away. I, I, it doesn't. But, like, I've realized, like, because when I was pregnant, I shaved my head mm-hmm. and it just started anew. Yeah. But I hate to say this, and it's the shallowest part of me, but, like, living in L.A., 
and being a black girl with a fade. <laughs> I mean, it works for like Amber Rose. I don't know. My my best friend, her name's Ayana. She kills a fade. Some kills people do. It. But like, I realized in those moments, like, granted, I was pregnant and like, uh, after it got like a certain length, like a curly fry, like, I, I started getting braids. But it made me realize, like, I, it's me. Like, I'm insecure about it. Like, I don't want to go to the club because I don't want, I don't want to risk someone being like, oh, you guys can get in, but not her. Because growing up in L.A., first of all, I know we've been going to the club for like 4,000 years, <laughs> way before we were 21. Mm-hmm. I've seen so much racial profiling at the club in Hollywood. First of all, most of my friends... Well, it's not even just the club, because you cannot say you, your hair... You did not not... You're not basing your hair based off the club, first of all. <laughs> like, let's make that clear, because that's what it sounds like right now. But, but I, I, <laughs> I need club hair. <laughs> It's hard because you do feel like I know what your point is, but I just had to make I just had to clarify that because I'm like, wait, people are gonna think Jamil's hair. So I, I tell my husband all the time, I was like I always tell him, I'm like, you have no idea how fine I am south of the ten. Like when I go south of the ten, I'm in. I'm I'm that chick, but Otherwise, I can get ignored pretty easily. So, I've, depends on where you're going. What I'm club. so tainted. Go to Inglewood. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I think a lot of our hair choices are revolved around men. Unfortunately. What they would think. Mm-hmm. It's because true. I've noticed as curly hair girl that it's changed now because curly is <coughs> Yeah, it's, it's in now. It's in. It's been in. <coughs> you right there? Ooh. Has been in for a while. Maybe yes. a few years. Four or five years. Um, but before that, I would notice that I would get so much more attention when my hair was straight. Yep. Sometimes like, my hair can get, like, I used to have longer hair and it was very big, mm-hmm. like a big af, like big curl, curly afro. So I would get attention for that too. Yep. Um, cause it's like an accessory, but <laughs> it was like different attention. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, damn, your hair's so fly. That's so dope. And then my hair is straight. Be like, oh, you so sexy girl. Yes. You fine. And, and then like, we can't, we can't not talk about like how certain textures are preferred. Of are course, like, absolutely. And not not every black woman is going to have actual curls. It might just like be kinky afro texture. Your hair is literally exactly like my daughter. Oh, like, I, I'm like, I saw that. I'm like, that's what my hair is like. <laughs> but I, I, I was very aware of that too. Like when, when wearing my hair, like especially if I really like take time to make them define and like use the product the way I'm oh supposed God, to. Oh my God, that's a whole different story. And then if everyone, I get so many more compliments. Like when it's really defined, it's, oh my God, your hair is so beautiful. If it's just like kind of big and poofy or like, Oh, hey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. so the more I can make it look like almost wet, mm-hmm. then we're just like, yeah, that's the look right mm-hmm. there. And so I've had conversations with friends, like especially my, my friends that don't have curly hair. They're like, so I'm doing twist outs and braid outs, like anything trying to mimic, mimic texture. Mm. And I'm just like, I, like, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't want to do that. So it's mm-hmm. like, you can't even be like, oh, be natural to every woman because this is wash and go. So I'm like, great. Hour and 20 minutes, we in, we out. If I had to sit and twist every night, I'd either be bald head or lace front I know, or something. I'm like, look, I'm not going to do it. I've been watching these YouTube tutorials. I'm like, who has the time, time. to twist every night? No, I'm like, and this it. video was sped up, so I know this shit took about one hour then and the 90 rods. minutes. Yeah, the, the rods, the... Yeah, I try it and they're uncomfortable. And I, I look better with shorter hair. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, a short... Curly fro is not that cute on me. Like, I mean, I've had it. It looked kind of cute, but like, there's no versatility. Actually, in your hair when we did the shoot and you had that little mini fro curly hair on, it looked, you looked hella cute in that hair. It's gonna take so long. You have to unfuck yourself. I know, but yeah, even this whole conversation, 
it's all about how we allow social stigmas and social like other people's opinions to shame us shame us yep. and that goes into beauty that goes into our sexual past and history they just every motherhood like, motherhood everything yep. is so like and and we, i'd like to say that i'm like i don't I've ha- i don't give a fuck about people's opinions but even in these conversations i'm like oh shit i'm fucked up mm-hmm. because i'm first of all i'm not obsessed with going to the club you guys <laughs> <laughs> not anymore <laughs> we killed it <laughs> But, it, it, like, especially growing up in the Valley, being, like, one of three black people, mm. you it's impossible to not notice certain things. It's impossible to not be aware of yourself. It's not it's impossible to not see what guys early on in your youth are attracted, are attracted to. to. And how can I fit into that box? I used to remember, like, dreaming, like, praying, like, oh, I just want to get in the pool and swim and get out and, like shake my hair right so annoying why god why why can't i just go in the pool like everybody else like it was the the end of my world like i couldn't understand it and of course i love myself of course i love my natural hair like do i feel like doing my natural hair every day because when i cut it off and then grew it back oh my god so much work okay it was like i was gonna live in a scarf it was just so yeah, but so once you get the, but once you get into the it's it's all about habit and training your hair yep. and all once that. Once you get your routine, because I use the same three products every time. If I run out of them, I was like, oh, then this is a head wrap day because I don't have my special, you know, formula. I, I, I didn't feel like finding the products. I didn't feel like redefining the curls. I yeah. was just like, fuck it, cut it off and permit. I know how to do that hairstyle good. Because <laughs> I've had it my whole adulthood. My hair has been short, but. This conversation is making me reflect on myself, guys, and on me as a mother, and the images I want my child to see, and the shit that I say and don't do. So, yes, I'll re-examine this conversation. I'm constantly re-examining shit about myself. So. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Shall we do our... Hori? Hori. We have a horror submission. Do you guys. know what horror? Uh, I don't know if you've... Okay, so yeah. Yes. Do you know what a horror, a horror story is? Uh... Uh, horror stories. Um, we have a worry from one of our listeners who is one of our. Oh no, are we allowed to say her name? I'm not gonna say her name. I'm just oh. gonna say it. We love you. Hey girl. Hey. Hey, hey girl. Hey. Um. Okay. Once upon a time. No, I'm just kidding. Um. So many years ago, I had a fuck buddy. The dick was a one girth and length. Plus, he could pick me up. Mind you, I'm well over 200 pounds. Attached to that bomb dick was a broke dude who couch-dived from relative to relative's place. I shamelessly fucked him at the club. His grandma's, numerous friends' houses, my place when the kids were gone. One day, I'm at work in West L.A., and I get a sext for him, from him. He's staying in Palmdale at this point. My brain was like, no, bitch. We are not driving two hours for the D. My pussy was like, Bitch, we are going on this sex venture. I tell my boss, I'm not feeling well, and start my journey. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I get there, and we immediately go at it. As I'm riding him and about to come, I also feel like I have to poop. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> I ignore my body and get mine. Then I smell poop. <laughs> <laughs> I am horrified and embarrassed. I tell him to hand me the wipes and look away. <laughs> oh my God, girl. <laughs> we are in a mini mansion, 
So he goes to one side of the house to shower and I go to another. I'm sitting there like he will never want to fuck me again. Psych! As I'm wrapping up my shower, he hops in and fucks me there. In the kitchen, garage. Everywhere. Fast forward to years later, he's now married with two kids and every now and then he texts to check in on me and ask if I'm having accidents. <laughs> and no, never have. Till this day, no one has ever tested the limitations of my body the way this man has. The best stick is always attached to a fuckboy. Amen. Mm. <laughs> so he fucked the shit out of her. Uh, literally. Mm. I have so many questions. Was it in her ass? I don't think so. Oh, but you know no. what? You Actually, this is not the first poop story I've heard of. My other girlfriend, who is actually a listener, and she's probably listening to it now, is going to listen to this on Wednesday. I mean, today. Um, is Has a similar situation where she was writing her guy and... Hoop came out? Mm-hmm. And, he was, was, and it wasn't anal either? Nope. Oh. Wow. Because I'm always afraid it's going to happen during anal. Anal, yeah. I should never worry about it any other time. Another time, right. Yeah. But now I'm scared. Thanks. <laughs> right. Okay, so empty your bowels before the dick. Have you never felt like that? Like when you're like in, like you're coming or an orgasm? Because you know it's like a push sensation. It's like almost feels like you're pushing a little bit. I've never. Uh, I've, only, I've only gotten scared during anal. Like have you farted? Yeah. I probably have to like quietly. Like push. <laughs> <laughs> Not with the sound effect. Shh, you didn't hear that. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've had a bad experience with an anal situation. Oh, no. I know. You I was, have to share I was now. mortified. But I mean, but how can you be mortified? Yeah, you, they already know the risk. Right. Yeah, that's how I feel. Like, like, but still. You're putting in the booty. It's still mortifying. But you know what? Honestly, I like if I if I feel like it's going to be happening, like I'm... That's when I'm really clean about my diet. I'm like, okay, we ain't eating all this fast food and shit. I gotta be well. That's eating my my roughage. <laughs> I asked my my gay friend, and he said they fast for like twelve hours and they, they douche, douche their butt. Yeah. Who has time? Yeah, I'm not gonna douche, Who's but prepared? I will watch what I'm eating. Who's not prepared? Who's Who not? Knows? Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I, I it's too much. Yeah, like it's too much. There's too much with that. That I feel like there has to be some prep work with anal, like just. Yeah, like for I thought. I thought you like put the washcloth with your two fingers and do like. I've one never of had a problem, even, and I've never prepared either. And I'll, and also like, knock on wood, because <laughs> that is not. And also, I have stomach issues, so I'm. All, I've always been like, should I be doing this? Because a bitch sometimes has stomach issues, <laughs> <laughs> so I get real nervous. But it's never happened. I'm Thank like, God, oh. I, it happened to me, and like, luckily, it wasn't like smelly. And I was like, are you sure? And he's, like, I'm sure. I'm like. Look away! Go away! Right. Stop talking! Don't stop, don't speak of this again! Shut up! Shh. I literally was like, don't remember me this way. He's like, I think there's. I was like, shh. shh. Just go. He came back up. I was like, I'm never much. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Just it never happened. Turn on the movie. Literally, like I don't. I'm one of those people. Like even okay, if you follow me on Instagram, Mila underscore Mapo. Sometimes I get drunk and show my boobs on my Insta story. <laughs> Actually, all miss all the time. <laughs> if I get too drunk the next day, I'm like, what? I get all these DMs, and I've known I, I know I've done it. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so embarrassed. I won't look at them. I just see race. I just yeah. I just delete. I'll, that I'll, way it didn't happen. I, that way I didn't. Ha- I I will not look at what I've done the night before. Don't get I, Jamila in a photo booth drunk, because guaranteed titties are in the photo. I have booth. so many photo booth pictures at different locations of Jamila's boobs. You would think my boobs were like the most voluptuous, big double D titties you could find. Because <laughs> I you I can't keep them in a shirt when I get drunk. <laughs> you would think I'm the topless model of the century. <laughs> Because they will not stay in a shirt. But anyway. 
Thank you for that, Hori. That was grand. That was great. Thanks, girl. That you know what? That was a lesson from God. You knew better than to be driving to Palmdale, Ooh. missing work for that dick. Mm-hmm. Left work for broke dick. <laughs> What's happened to the best nope. of us? Yeah, I've done some pretty. So I haven't left work for it, so I'll... have I? No, no. I've done some weird, but I have done. I've some done some fake, shit. faking, fake, sick, all types of shit. Like I should go to hell. People call die. me. Call me at work in ten minutes. People then. People then die <laughs> for the dick. <laughs> Look, my someone died. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I go. Come get me on my break for the day. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, I gotta go because I just realized what time it is. Oh shit. Um. <laughs> but anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. Oh, and tell thank- us where to reach you. Uh, yes, you can find me at onthefence.life. Uh, that's where you can find out about the conversation I'm having with Elizabeth. Um, and what day is that? That's gonna be on Thursday, the twenty first. Awesome. Thank you for asking. And then. This my, month, February 21st. Yes, February 21st. It's actually oh, tomorrow. And where? Oh, that's tomorrow. No. The 15th. We are lying. This oh. comes out on the 20th. <laughs> okay. So tomorrow at Rita House, uh, that's, Rita House is a co-working, co-working space. It's um, on third, like right down the street from the Grove. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous space. It looks like an old Hollywood glamorous house. And I wanted the conversation Ooh. to feel like it's happening in a living room. So it's a fireside chat with an actual fireplace. And hopefully it'll be cold enough tomorrow where we can light it and make and they it can room. RSVP and yeah all of that information is on my page so if you follow me um, on Instagram on the fence.life that's also the website is on the fence.life and you can get tickets there and yeah hope to see y'all there yeah we'll be there it's gonna say be a good hi, conversation um, and make sure you ch- make sure you I don't know if you've subscribed to our newsletter but you should definitely subscribe to our newsletter um, it's on our website for all things us. <laughs> more of us. If you more. more of us. If Instagram and our website is not enough, well, there's more. It's more. Uh, updates on things we maybe miss on the podcast. Also, events. Speaking of which, we have our first year, our one-year anniversary coming up, and we're having a party March 16th. Um, you can get the details on... The newsletter. The newsletter. Um, goodmomsbadchoices.com. Yes. And also make sure to follow us at goodmomsbadchoices. Goodmoms underscore badchoices. Wow. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Bye. Bye, guys. Have a great week. I think I really want to go someday. Party getting close to me, said, hold up, slow up, roll up, roll up, dance slow, baby, dance slow, baby, smoke, niggas off the gasoline, smoke it backwards, and the backwards up and lavishly, ooh, ooh, that's my Montego Bay, I know my nigga like me, I know he cook his curry spicy, I know he eat me like I'm wifey, you know my hotel overpricey, so he gon' fuck me like I'm Oprah, classy bitch, only use a coaster, now I'm swimming in the money with a ducky too, reading Tony Morrison and a nigga canoe, cause a bitch really bout her freedom, cause a bitch sucking dick in a new Adidas, and yes, and yes, I'm problematic too, and yes, and yes, I lick him up, oh yes, I really do, Protection is a wave, wave, cause we be open too. Jamaica, thank you for my baby, I'm in love with you.